Well, Wendy and I have been beefing up our library lately, and as we prepare for what certainly will be, for me anyway, a, a, a new dimension to retirement, I'm talking here about recreational reading. I can tell you in my vocation, I've done a great deal of reading over the years, but probably 99% of it has been study-related. So as I move into retirement, as I prepare to um, build a library, you might say, for recreational reading, Wendy and I also got into a conversation the other day about, well, we only have so much room to put things in the car to travel around. Do we carry regular books or do we use our iPads kind of like a Kindle and download electronic books? Well, that led to a curious conversation about turning the page. You know, turning the page, in this case, on a Kindle-type electronic device like our iPad. Did you know that you've got an option? Option number one is with your fingertip touching the glass of your tablet, slide with your finger from the right to the left to turn the page. Or you can turn the page as well by sliding your finger on the screen from the bottom to the top as you scroll through the pages from the bottom of the, of the screen to the top of the screen. Either way, you can turn the page that way or you could just carry a regular book and turn the page the good old-fashioned way. Well, Yuma First is preparing for a new chapter in the life of the church, so I wanted to share with you some page-turning type thoughts. But before I do that, please hear these words from the Apostle Paul written to his pupil, his disciple, his follower, his student, you might say. I often refer to him as his protege, young Timothy. Listen closely. You'll see that Paul senses that his earthly days are numbered and that Paul, Paul knows it's now time to turn the page. So Paul passes the torch. He offers a bit of solid, sound advice and he commends his trusted protege to God. I'm reading to you today from 2 Timothy chapter 1. I, Paul, an apostle of Christ Jesus, by the will of God, for the sake of the promise of life that is in Christ Jesus, and to you, Timothy, my beloved child, grace, mercy, and peace from God the Father and Christ Jesus our Lord. I am grateful to God, whom I worship with a clear conscience, as my ancestors did, when I remember you constantly in my prayers night and day. Recalling your tears, I long to see you, so that I may be filled with joy. I am reminded of your sincere faith, a faith that lived first in your grandmother Lois, then in your mother Eunice, and now I am sure lives in you. For this reason, I remind you to rekindle the gift of God that is within you through the laying on of my hands. For God did not give us a spirit of cowardice, but rather a spirit of power, a spirit of love, and of self-discipline. Do not be ashamed, then, of the testimony about our Lord or of me, his prisoner, but join with me in suffering for the gospel relying on the power of God who saved us and called us with a holy calling, not according to our works, but according to his own purpose and grace. This grace was given to us in Christ Jesus before the ages began, but it has now been revealed through the appearing of our Savior, 
Christ Jesus, who abolished death and brought life and immortality to light through the gospel. And it's for this gospel I was appointed a herald and an apostle and a teacher. And for this reason, I suffer as I do. But I am not ashamed, for I know the one in whom I have put my trust, and I am sure that he is able to guard until that day what I have entrusted to him. Hold to that standard of sound teaching that you have heard from me. Hold to that faith and love that are in Christ Jesus our Lord. Guard the good treasure entrusted to you with the help of the Holy Spirit living in us. So ends the scripture reading for today. So ends this, you might even say, uh, parting advice from the Apostle Paul. Thanks be to God is our response. Well, have you ever been reading a book? Maybe you lost interest in what you were reading and you started kind of looking ahead, turning the pages, looking to see what might be coming up in the book. (laughs) Or maybe you look ahead in episodes on Netflix just to see what's coming up. You know, there are a lot of us, me included, who do have a short attention span. And in the midst of trying to focus our attention, sometimes we get caught up in a conversation that we would just like to be over. Let me give you an example of what I'm talking about here. My dad had a way of expressing his desire to change the subject, so to speak. He would look at you and he'd take his finger and he'd kind of put it in front of you, kind of like that that motion that I talked about a moment ago with your finger on, on a tablet, moving from left to right or sometimes right to left. He'd go back and forth with his finger and he'd look at you and he'd say, turn the page, turn the page. Obviously, my dad wanted to move into talking about something that would be of way more interest and concern to him. He really wasn't interested in talking to you about what you wanted to talk about. So for him, it was simply a time to turn the page. Turn the page, turn the page. He didn't quite say it, but what he meant was, move on, move on. Now, my dad was a clever, but he was also a very abrupt guy. He didn't mince any words, and he most often got to the point right away. Yeah, I know what some of you are thinking today. Pastor Mike is certainly a chip off the old block, I admit it. I, too, am usually rushing people to turn the po- turn the page, get to the point, move on. So exactly what was going on with the Apostle Paul here in this reading for today? What was most important to him? As he knew a significant page-turning event in the life of the church was about to happen. Well, although scholars have a lot more to say about this letter, this letter to Timothy, I'm going to keep it down to earth today, okay? So these comments are just from what I've learned over the years. Because of his imprisonment, probably in Rome at this time, Paul, the apostle to the Gentiles, knew the time was coming soon to pass the torch. Paul was in the latter part of his career. He was in the latter part of his third missionary journey. He was on house arrest, so to speak, in Rome, He was awaiting trial, so he seized the moment to write several meaningful letters, letters like um, Ephesians, Colossians, Philippians, 
Some say this may have been the time that he started to pen these letters to Timothy, or maybe even finished up these letters that he'd already written to Timothy. Paul recognized Timothy as a man of faith. No doubt, just listen to what was said here today. Paul recognized Timothy as one who had a solid foundation. You notice he refers to both his grandmother and his mother as people of faith. Paul recognized Timothy as a leader who could carry on and would carry on Paul's teachings. Paul knew that turning the page and placing the future of the church into Timothy's capable hands was what God had planned and what God would want him to do. Finally, I saw online the other day where a couple of guys were, you know, one of those YouTube type things, a couple of guys were comparing reading a regular paper-bound book, you know, a traditional book, with reading a book on an iPad or a Kindle. They were talking about which form of a book they preferred and why. So as they thumbed through the pages of their respective books, I recalled, once again, that the page will be turned very shortly in the history of Yuma First. Pastor Mike Wilkerson, coming from Chicago, whom you've heard quite a lot about already by now, he'll be coming soon, and he'll be starting as your new pastor, officially on July 1st, 2021. So, it's pretty obvious we know that it's time to turn the page at Yuma First. So here are a few page-turning type thoughts for you You might say some sound, truthful advice from your current pastor. And here you go. Number one, continue to encourage Yuma First to be Christ's powerful presence in downtown Yuma. You know, over the years, I've seen some long, complicated mission statements for churches, so much so that people, even the leaders, were never sure of the direction of the church. It's clear to me And I know it's clear to the leaders of the church that a significant dimension of Yuma First United Methodist Church in downtown Yuma is to continue to be part of the bedrock of the Yuma community. Secondly, another piece of page-turning advice. Strive, and this is very important, strive to become, fully become, contributors rather than consumers. Now, I have a guy by the name of Don Nations to thank for this image. So why is this important? When we are consumers, especially as Westerners, when we are consumers, we will always have the ability to find something wrong with God, something wrong with the world around us. We'll always have the ability to find something wrong with each other, wrong with our church home, even wrong with ourselves. We will look naturally for things that please us. We will size up everything, wanting it to be made in our own image, so to speak. When we are a consumer and when we have a consumer mentality, we want things and people to be like we think they should be. As a consumer, we expect to get what we paid for, and we will invariably be disappointed. Yes, we will always find things that disappoint us. We will miss out on the message of Jesus. But as people who come to the church as contributors, and as people who seek to be champions, which is someone who says, yeah, I'll do that, and I'll even take the lead, 
we will constantly look for ways to be part of the solution. As people who come to church as contributors and as champions, by the way, here I want to give thanks to Bishop Robert Schnazy, especially his book, Just Say Yes, Unleashing People for Ministry, you and I, as contributors and as champions, will constantly look for ways to give one another and ourselves permission to love and permission to freely serve. We will strive to be the people God wants us to be. Yes, as a contributor and as a champion, we will innately seek to be a grace-filled part of the family of God at Yuma First. Thirdly, look for, celebrate the gifts and graces and abilities that Pastor Mike Wilkerson is already bringing to Yuma First. Allow Pastor Mike the time he will need to get to know you in this community. Please do not look for or expect the gifts, talents, graces, and abilities of previous pastors to also be part of Pastor Mike Wilkerson. Pastor Mike, he is his own person with his own personal styles, abilities, talents, desires, gifts, graces, visions, desires, and directions from God. Fully enjoy what Pastor Mike does bring to this beautiful time in both of your lives. And fourthly, this last piece of page-turning advice that I would leave with you today is this. Please never forget how much Wendy and I and Brownie care for you and give thanks for the priceless time that we've had with you, not only these last five years, but our first three and a half years, which happened 25 years ago. Wendy and I have grown a great deal while we have been with you, and we will always be richly blessed by the way that you have loved us, you've supported us, you've cared for us, you've taught us, you've laughed with us, you've cried with us. We will always give thanks for the way you've given yourselves to make our lives better. Friends, our lives are much better because of each of you. Finally, As we all turn the page and as we all move into the next chapter of our lives, may God be the one who goes ahead of us, behind us, and may God be the one, the Holy One, who fully surrounds us with his abundant and great, enriching and life-changing love. Praise God from whom all blessings flow. Praise Him, all creatures here below. Praise Him above ye, heavenly host. Praise Father, Son, and Holy Ghost. Amen.